It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are locked in to Locked On Badgers, Monday, January 3rd. Happy New Year, everybody. I'm with you. I'm Ben Kenny. Obviously, I'm with you. Asher Lowe will be back tomorrow. We're going to talk Wisconsin versus Purdue. That one's set to tip off later tonight. But I'm with you to talk about the weekend and, I guess, last week that was in Wisconsin football. A lot going on. You obviously have the Las Vegas Bowl on Thursday night. Wisconsin beats Arizona State. Then today's news, Joe Rudolph. The rumors that Asher and I had talked about were confirmed. He's on his way to Virginia Tech to be the offensive line and coach and run game coordinator there. And then some other departure news that came out after the bowl game. All that coming up on today's show. I Again, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, leave a like, drop a review. Follow us on Twitter at LockedOnBadgers. You can follow me at Benzie Kenny and Asher at A-L-O-W underscore 33. So the Las Vegas Bowl. Now, I've, I've talked a good amount about this on radio since the game happened. Unfortunately, I was off last Friday due to New Year's Eve. So we kind of missed the immediate reaction part of all of it. However, I did go on my friend Grant's show, did a little spot on the game. And the game, it was it's a good way to end the season, right? I mean, I'm not going to make any glaring statements about it. It's a solid win. I don't think any of us are going to look back upon it, the, the Las Vegas Bowl win in 2021, as this monumental moment in Wisconsin football. But it's a good way to end the season. I mean, Paul Chris now, what is that, six of seven bowl wins, maybe seven of eight. They're nine and four in a down year. I do think that is impressive when you look at that part of all of it. I mean, other teams, when they have down years, they are not still going nine and four, winning a bowl game against a solid team from another conference. So just first and foremost, it's, it's obviously a positive. The biggest positives though, to me, come in the minutia of the game. So I, the game itself was a microcosm of the entire season. But first, the biggest positive I take away is the ability for young talent to get in there and show out. Jordan Turner, inside linebacker, he is really probably set to start next season if Leo Chanel and Jack Sanborn are both gone. Sanborn, I th- Sanborn is definitely going, I believe. Chanel, I think might be likely, I'm not sure. But Jordan Turner, probably set to start next season. He flashed. I mean, the speed, the pursuit, that was big time in the second half. He had a couple big tackles when Wisconsin needed to stop Arizona State when the Sun Devils were driving down a touchdown. Hunter Wohler, also at the safety position. This guy's a true freshman, played all season on special teams, which is pretty impressive for that age. But then he comes in at safety, makes some big tackles. He he did get kind of lost on that long completion Arizona State had, but there were a lot of positives to take away. And then in the wide receiving core, Skylar Bell, Marcus Allen, I mean two massive third down conversions. One of them to Skylar Bell, where Mertz rolled out to his left, found him. He made a diving catch. Allen cooked a backup cornerback early. Mertz found him. That's a positive. And then obviously the Mertz throw to DK late. The wide receiver room does have talent moving forward. I mean, they're losing Kendrick Pryor. They're losing Danny Davis. But I think it's going to be a room that's slept on heading into next year because Chimera DK has come a long way since I the start of this year, but also the start of last season. Then you get Skylar Bell, Marcus Allen, more experience. People are raving about where Allen's at. <clears throat> so those are my big positives from the game itself. That's I mean, bowl games, it's great to see the seniors get one last ride. Unfortunately, in that game, a lot of them ended up getting injured, and that caused a lot of the young guys to get in. 
But we saw it in the Dukes Mayo Bowl. We saw a lot of youngsters get snaps, especially in that secondary. Obviously, Fayon Hicks and Caesar Williams were the starters still this year. But you saw a lot of guys get in and get experience, and that's significant heading into next year. First of all, going to a bowl game, you get another couple weeks of practice, which you wouldn't have otherwise. Otherwise, you're home. So that practice is huge for the young guys, and then they get to go in. They get to play another team. They get to get game reps. That's important going to next year. It's not the end-all, be-all, but it's definitely a positive to take away. But why do I say what this game was the microcosm of the season? Graham Mertz. I mean, my my first reaction from the game is he was clutch. But then you say, oh, yeah, but he made one glaring mistakes. And, I mean, that's kind of what he was, right, throughout the year. He, he showed flashes. He had some really impressive throws. The one under pressure to DK late in that 10-minute drive to bleed out the entire clock when he was getting hit and, and then found Chimera DK. The two third downs that I mentioned to Bell and Allen, he made some big-time throws. He finds Ferguson wide open in the end zone. But then he obviously has the big-time interception, and the passing offense in the second half just wasn't really able to connect on anything. You go further in that microcosm of the offensive lines year in the first half, and part of this is the personnel on the field, both on Wisconsin side and Arizona State side. <clears throat> but the offensive line in the first half absolutely crushed the Sun Devils front. Braylon Allen was going six yards before he was even touched. John Chanel went in on that. I forget exactly what the play was, but he went in on the handoff. He wasn't even touched and got in the end zone. And then you go to the second half, and again, part of it, Arizona State loaded up the box. But the offensive line didn't have as good of a showing in that second half as they did in the first. I mean, that's what we saw throughout the year, right? Throughout Wisconsin's entire win streak, the offensive line, really, really good. And then during the three losses in the beginning of the season, and especially that Minnesota game, they struggled, and, and that was the inconsistency. That I, I mean, pe- that's why people started to question Joe Rudolph, and I, I'll get into the whole Rudolph thing. I still think that's a big loss. But, I mean, down year, they, this was a 9-4 and four football team. The problem is you're going to look back at this team now and think they wasted probably, not wasted is the wrong word, but they weren't able to capitalize on probably the program's best rush defense of all time. And one of the best overall defenses of all time. I mean, this unit was remarkable. You go, I look at the first half against Michigan. Michigan got a couple short fields. Wisconsin muffed that punt. Before Graham Mertz went out of that game, this defense was giving Michigan one of the better runs they had all season. And minus Georgia, there weren't many defenses that did better against the Wolverines. I mean, this group top to bottom was unbelievable. I don't, I don't think I can remember personally a better level of linebacker play, especially on the inside, than we had with Jack Sanborn and Leo Chanel. And I hope Chanel comes back. He can definitely get drafted and and make an impact in the NFL. I I hope he comes back for another ride because, I mean, the level of play on the defense was just ridiculous. So that's going to be the problem when you look back at the year. Yet, I mean, this is a program that has grown into a consistent, throughout the last 25 years, all they have been is consistent. They have a down year this year. They play some tough teams early. Notre Dame ends up with only two losses, including the bowl game. Michigan as well. They finish 9-4. and four. So, I mean, a lot of positives to take away. Um, I I need to give an ode to this because I, w- I would be remiss if I didn't. Wisconsin leads 20-13 to 13 on, on Thursday. They get the ball first and 10 at their own three. 
This was after a big Jordan Turner tackle to kind of stall Arizona State where they were. 9.44 left in the game. This is their final drive. I It is the most Wisconsin football thing of all time. And the hilarious part is it ended in a turnover on downs. Listen to this. So Braylon Allen runs for five yards. Braylon Allen runs for four. Allen for three for a first down. Allen for one. Mertz to John Chanel for 10 yards. Now we're down to seven minutes left in the game. Julius Davis comes in the game. He rushes for three. Chanel rushes for a loss of five. That was a weird play. I got, I mean, Arizona State almost took the snap. Then you have Graham Mertz connecting with DK, that big-time throw while he was under pressure on third and 12. Now you're down to under five minutes, and they still just crossed Arizona State, uh, the 50-yard line into Arizona State territory. Allen runs for nine. Chanel runs for three. Allen runs for no gain. Then Arizona State uses their first timeout. Second and 10, 327 left, the icer of the game. My favorite play of the entire contest. Allen rushes for 14 yards up the middle. This was the play that he goes in maybe six, seven yards, a solid run, gets in a big pile, and then the big boys on the line just come. They push him forward, and then he gets 14 yards. Then you have uh, another timeout by Arizona State. Allen rushes for a loss of two, timeout. Allen runs for eight, and then a penalty, and then pretty much that was it. Uh, A run for three, a kneel down, a kneel down, and then John Chanel runs for three yards. I mean, they they killed 10 minutes off the clock and didn't score. They went 90 yards and didn't score. It, It was unbelievable and not a big overarching statement, but, I mean, you watch that game and you know that when was this is what is good when Wisconsin does go and play not the best teams in the Big Ten and the best teams in the country you could see why this program is so consistent because they did it against Miami for those two years one of those Miami teams was damn good and then they come and they do it to a a solid Arizona State team now what popped up again that we've seen really throughout this entire season Jaden Daniels Arizona State quarterback used his legs and just burned Wisconsin eventually Jim Leonard was throwing a spy back there. 19 carries, 40 yards for Daniels. I think that takes away sacks. So he was even better with his legs than that. And eventually Wisconsin just had to say, you know what? Just if you're going to throw and beat us, you're going to do it. Um, But the defense stepped up. Another thing though, that mobile quarterback uh, that is still giving this defense trouble. Uh, We saw it with Adrian Martinez. See it again there with Daniels. But that's really it from the bowl. I mean, there's a lot more to take away moving into next year. But just from the game itself, um, first half was really what I expected the game to look like with Arizona State down. As I've said, two starting linemen, two cornerbacks, two running backs, their starting inside linebacker. I thought it was going to be more of that 20-6 to type feel. Then the second half, uh, the Sun Devils came out and they played. But uh, give credit to Wisconsin. Um, Another win, another win for Paul Christ. And, I mean, now we get to the the glaring issues of the offseason. And that is the first one we saw today, Joe Rudolph announcing or it being reported that he is going to Virginia Tech. Before I get to that and what it means for the Wisconsin program, a quick message from Bilt Bar. It's the new year. So that means New Year's resolutions. Uh, If yours is about getting fit, it is kind of mine, even though I don't believe in resolutions. I am. I do have more time on my hands now. I will be working out more, Uh, getting fit, eating healthier. Make sure you include Built Bar in that plan. It's a protein bar. Tastes like a candy bar. Just tastes tremendous. It, may, it might be even better. It makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes good. You'll want to eat it. But unlike protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or, or taste terrible, 
it tastes really good. And in it, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar. Candy bar has so much more. So, so go check out the flavors. You got coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie. Go to built.com right now. Use the promo code. Get 15% off your order. Promo code is LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D, 1-5, for 15% off at built.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. And now on to Joe Rudolph. So earlier today, it had been reported that there was interest a couple weeks ago. Asher and I talked about it. Virginia Tech, Brent Pry grabs Joe Rudolph from Wisconsin to coach the offensive line there. Number one. Significant because Joe Rudolph has been with Paul Christ, either at Pittsburgh or Wisconsin, every single year since 2008. He is deeply ingrained into what Paul Christ has done and has done very successfully. It is undoubted at, at this point in time that Paul Christ has become one of the more consistent and successful head coaches in college football. So that's a lot of years of experience. That's a lot of years of success. When you have a track record like that, you know something is right. The next thing is the reaction to him leaving. You had former offensive linemen, current offensive linemen, guys at other positions. I saw Garrett Groshek all tweeting, pretty much expressing that. And I I think Nolan and, and Hayden Rucci's mom tweeted at him as well, just saying like he he represented what Wisconsin as a program is and was one of the best people uh, to work with, both in the program, to be coached by, to have recruit, all, all of it. He embodied what Wisconsin was. Now, you could go and bitch and complain about how the offensive line played early this year. You can go complain about the offense from last year. The thing is with all this is there's so much more to success than just what happens on the field. It is undoubted that in 2020, Joe Rudolph calling plays was not beneficial to the team overall. And, and he even said it wasn't able to coach the offensive line as much as he wanted wasn't able to to put all in to help that line develop and uh, the offense obviously was sputtering but there's so much more that goes into all this than just what oh I didn't like how the offensive line played against Minnesota we should totally can the offensive line coach it's not like that him going to Virginia Tech is a massive loss because when you conduct a college football program, the plan of all of it, especially if you're Wisconsin, you need guys in, in significant spots that are great at recruiting, that know the identity of the program. It's a character program, right? You're not seeing, and I'm going to throw Brian Kelly under the bus here, whatever. You're not seeing coaches just say, you know what? I'm going to go to LSU just because they can pay me more money and all that stuff. It's a character program. There's a lot more that goes in to Wisconsin than just oh yeah, uh, they make a lot of money, they're in the Big Ten, they're able to recruit in state. It's more than that. And Joe Rudolph represented what that, or he still represents what that was. So when you lose a key figure and all that, there are trickle-down effects that you're going to see off the field that will then eventually bleed into on the field. 
I said, now everyone brought up, obviously, the easy plan to replace him is Bob Bostad, who is on the staff now, inside linebackers coach, was Wisconsin's offensive line coach under Brett Bielema, and was a really good offensive line coach. That is the easy fix here, but I I cannot sit here and tell you right now that he will be as good a recruiter as Rudolph has been and continue the track record that Rudolph has developed. The offensive line struggled this year a little bit. They, they were inconsistent against really good teams, really good pass rushers, but still, it's it, if you react to those blips on the radar and make rash decisions like everyone was talking about fire him, that that's when you end up putting your program into the tank. Look at Nebraska. I, I bring this up a lot, but I, I believe it to be true. They were going nine wins, ten wins. They weren't content with that. They wanted to get back. They wanted to win national titles. They fired their coach, Bo Pelini, and now they have been really irrelevant for the last ten years. Now, this was Rudolph leaving, so he was obviously not fired. That was not part of the discussion, I don't think. But everyone was saying, oh, this is a positive. Now Wisconsin can go do this and this and this. It's like, yes, I'm going to talk in a second about the path forward, what I believe Wisconsin should do. But still, I his loss is a negative. You're losing a guy that has been ingrained in what Wisconsin has done for years and, and has worked with Paul Christ and had a lot of success for years. And I just cannot confirm that, that the next guy or whatever the coaching staff looks like next year and in the future, I can't confirm that that's going to be, uh, it's going to be back to that level. I can't. That's why it's a negative. Him, him leaving, I mean, I wish him all the best. I, it's clear that everyone from Wisconsin acknowledges how important he was. And I, you do have part of you that now roots for the former Wisconsin guys somewhere else. That's how I'm going to feel. So let's look forward for a second. There are three likely scenarios I see playing out this offseason. And there could be little variations in there of stuff that happens aside from these specific moves. But these are the three scenarios. One of three, I think, is going to happen. Number one, Bob Bastet goes to offensive line coach and the program hires an offensive coordinator. Here you go, all you Rudolph haters. Offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach to come in, help the offense, and then probably move Bobby April, give him inside linebackers as well. Bobby April in the NFL, head coach linebackers, so I I am pretty positive that included both. I don't think that would be too much on his plate, right? When when Jim Leonard switched from entire secondary and defense, he said that it was a little too much, but that's also because he's defensive coordinator. He does so much. Bobby April, I believe, I don't think it'd be too much to have him coach both, but there are little variations you could throw in there move other guys around, special teams, all that stuff. That's number one. Number two, Bob Osted, offensive line coach, and then you just go hire another inside linebackers coach, keep the offense as it is. I wouldn't love it, but I could see it happening. Number three, they go outside the building to find an offensive line coach. And as my colleague Zach Halperin said on radio today, it's true. I mean, this is offensive line coach at Wisconsin, probably the most desirable place to be the coach, the position, right? I mean, they have the most talent in the room right now, star-wise, than I think they've ever had. It is a recruiting hotbed for offensive linemen, and it's a program that, I mean, has proven throughout decades since Alvarez started to be able to develop offensive linemen, play behind a strong line. So if they go out of the building, I assume they would find someone that fits. Number one is what I want to talk about. That's what I want to happen. I want Bostad to go to the offensive line. He's proven he has done it and has proven he could do it here at Wisconsin, as well as the recruiting part. I want them to go hire an offensive coordinator slash quarterbacks coach 
and I have one name in mind. His name is Scott Tolzien. Yes, you may remember him from playing quarterback at Wisconsin, and that is part of it. What do we know this Wisconsin program to do? Hire people with connections. He obviously has one. He, he played for the Badgers. But he is in Dallas right now with the Cowboys. And I, I tweeted earlier today, I said, Kellen Moore to Wisconsin offensive coordinator, who says no? And everyone thought I was being serious that Kellen Moore would actually come back, uh, come to Madison to be offensive coordinator when he's about to become an NFL head coach. But that's neither here nor there. Get Scott Tolzien. Uh, right now, he is in Dallas. He's an offensive assistant. He is definitely learning a lot from Moore. And that is undoubtedly a very successful offense in Dallas with good running backs, with a good line, but they also have a little more, right? Now, Dak is uh, proven to be a really good quarterback, but there is a little intricacy that he could bring. Number one, I mean, he has experience as a college quarterback and, and coaching them and being around them. And I I mean, the biggest part of all of it is he it, it's the connection. It's the NFL experience. I think it'd be beneficial for him too to come back to Wisconsin, then maybe take a step forward somewhere. That would be the best scenario in my opinion. Then you move Bobby April, you give him offensive uh, inside linebackers, excuse me, and then maybe switch up a couple other things. Looking forward, Wisconsin does have a chance to put themselves in a good position going forward on offense and on defense to still have a lot of success. Jim Leonard's not going anywhere unless it's a head coaching job, which, I mean, we'll see. I think a lot of the crazy head coaching job stuff already happened, right? Because early signing period, we saw Lincoln Riley, Brian Kelly go take other jobs elsewhere. Then on the offensive side, I mean, I think Scott Tolzien would bring in the perspective of a guy who's been with Kellen Moore in, in Dallas, who who has played quarterback in the NFL, played quarterback in college, definitely knows a thing or two about the position, but he also can bring some in terms of the passing offense. I think it was undoubtedly Wisconsin's downfall this year. They couldn't throw in situations where they needed to. Scott Tolzien coming in would help Paul Christ and everyone on the offensive staff modernize what they do a bit, add more, help complement Braylon Allen, help complement the offensive line, and help complement the defense because that's when this team's going to be at its best. So I think that path forward, and again, Bostad proven at offensive line. I think Bobby April has done a tremendous job with outside linebackers. You give him inside as well, I think he'll still do a tremendous job. So you put all that together, the path forward is promising. I do think it is something that people can be excited about. However, I say all that with a caveat, losing Joe Rudolph is definitely a loss. We're going to see the impact of it. Now, hopefully, the moves they make to be proactive moving forward are good enough to still get this team to where it needs to be. Finally, we're going to get to some of the opt-out news, things along those, not opt-outs, but players that are not coming back, players that are coming back that we know so far, kind of project ahead to 2022 just a bit. But first, a quick message. So there's an incredible app everybody who buys gas needs to know about. It's called GetUpside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code SCORE, S-C-O-R-E, and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. So that's about $0.50 cents cash back total. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash using GetUpside. Just download the app, again, score, to get $0.50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot, they're making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back 
and there's no catch at all. The cashback gets added right to your account. You cash out any time to your bank account, PayPal, e-gift card, or Amazon. Download the free GetUpside app and use promo code SCORE, S-C-O-R-E, to get 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That is S-C-O-R-E on the GetUpside app, G-E-T-U-P-S-I-D-E. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, final segment here before I send y'all about your Monday, the rest of your Monday, into Wisconsin versus Purdue tonight. Asher and I will be together after the game talking about it, recapping it for tomorrow's episode. Quickly, we're going to run through some of the draft decisions, leaving early decisions with the extra COVID year uh, for the Badgers heading into next season. So some of these not final, but some of them are, and some of it is significant. So Keanu Benton had said before the Las Vegas Bowl, still waiting for his draft evaluation. He is leaning towards staying. Massive, massive, massive news with Matt Henningsen set to go on the defensive line. 2018 Wisconsin, what did they struggle with? Their their defensive line, excuse me, was ravaged by injuries. You had Caden Lyles that switched over to the other side of the ball to play D-line. So getting Benton back is huge. It's a defense that's going to replace a lot of starters. We know that. But having a, a good, I mean, he is turning into a star. But having a really solid defensive line, guys up front, to at least take pressure off the young guys in the secondary, that's huge. Leo Chanel said he's going to wait till after the bowl to make a decision. I haven't seen that decision yet, but I don't I, I don't know. I My gut says he's not coming back. It would be huge for the team, obviously, if he does. It's a first-team all-everything linebacker. But I, I personally don't think he will, but we'll see. Tyler Beach today, it was reported that by Jeff Patrikas, he is coming back. Senior offensive lineman played left tackle for the Badgers this year. I don't know where he's going to slot in next year. It will most likely be at left tackle, but we need to see where Logan Brown, former five-star, Nolan Rucci, former five-star, all these guys in the offensive line room, got to see where they're at. There is so much talent that I think some things could be shuffled around throughout the offseason as we get into next year. Logan Bruss. He's moving on. Matt Henningsen moving on. Fayon Hicks, after the bowl game, announced he was moving on. That is significant, obviously. The entire secondary is going to get turned on its head. You're going to have to replace everybody. Colin Wilder, Scott Nelson, Cesar Williams, Fayon Hicks, they're all gone. And that was a unit that was really solid this season. You're probably going to have John Torchio. And then the second safety spot, it could be Hunter Wohler. There are Travion Blaylock. There are guys that could battle for that spot. Then at cornerback, Dean Ingram and Alexander Smith, I think, is the likely duo to start day one next season. But we got to see. I That's the group that's going to be the most, ra- not ravaged, but affected most by turnover heading into next year. Colin Larsh, senior kicker, absolute dynamite this year. He was awesome. He's coming back for another season. Scott Nelson, as I mentioned, he's moving on. Andy Vujnovic, punter, also coming back. That's huge. And then Bryson Williams, senior nose tackle, he's moving on. So those are just uh, the updates as we move into the beginning of the offseason. Obviously, the biggest mover today was Joe Rudolph. 
But we'll see. I think good news maybe could come with maybe Leo Chanel, maybe a couple other guys. It looks like at this point, a lot of the defense set to turn over. The offense set to turn over as well, especially at tight end and wide receiver. Wide receiver, it seems like there are viable options to replace. At tight end, that's the question, right? You have Jack Eschenbach, you have Hayden Rucci, you have Jalen Franklin, but we don't really know who's going to emerge as that guy. They're not going to be Jake Ferguson day one, I can tell you that. So that's going to be a big position to watch throughout the offseason. Appreciate everyone hanging with us. That'll do it for today's episode. So Wisconsin-Purdue later tonight. Wisconsin, I believe, 13-point underdogs. I'm going to go out on a limb right now and say I'm not confident in a win. A win on the road at Mackey ever is tough for Wisconsin, let alone when Purdue's one of the best teams in the country. One positive, Wisconsin does seem to be heading into the game fully healthy for one, for the first time pretty much all season with all the bench guys. So I, I think Wisconsin loses tonight. I'm going to be honest. I'm not confident in them keeping it a very close game. But if they do, that, w- that would be remarkable. Uh, really for where like the team Purdue is they're so good inside Wisconsin has struggled inside I I've Purdue's top five or six in the country I believe for a reason so Asher and I will be back tomorrow recording an episode to recap that game as always as Asher always ends the episode on Wisconsin the NCAA tournament is almost here listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.